go. Welcome back to Motor and Millennials with Anthony Lucci and Zach Rothenberger. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Before we get into t- today's episode, uh, make sure that you're following a lot us um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, make sure you hit that follow and like button. And also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any um, future episodes that are going to be coming out. But we got a great topic uh, on tonight's episode. And before we get dive into that, just wanted to recap our last two episodes. Um, last week, we talked about NHRA's headquarters, which is up for sale. And they are moving on out, moving on over to uh, Indiana and joining a lot of other uh, motorsports uh, teams over there. Um, thankfully, Indiana is very accepting and welcoming to motorsports and drag races. So we're very happy to see that. Um, and we also talked about the RPM Act. So make sure you sign that if you did not already. If you did sign it, go back, sign it again, tell your friends, t- tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell everyone. We got to get as many people to sign that as possible. Um, information about how to sign that is in our last post on Facebook or Instagram. And previous to that, we had the great Bobby Fazio on who won the NHRA uh, Mopar Express Lane Nationals um, at Maple Grove Raceway. So a um, couple great episodes. Like I said, if you missed them, go back, check them out. We have uh, a friend who won a race recently, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we always like to try to give uh, credit, you know, where credit's due and give people some, show people some love and some support on the podcast. So we've had, we've had Jake Nar on, we've had Joe Dedrick on, we haven't had Jed Nar on just yet, which is Jake and Joe's brother. And we want to send a congratulations out to Jed who recently won uh, the three grand race up at new media dragway this past weekend. So, um, you know, Jed's a super competitive and great racer and great guy. And uh, he's, he's always in contention at these money races. So it's, it was good to see him finally, you know, get a, get a, get a victory uh, in his, in his Camaro. So wanted to send our support and shout out to, to Jed. It's always nice to see a Camaro in the winner's lane too. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty sweet car too. Um, maybe we'll have to get him on here and talk about that car. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So as we lead into today's uh, today's episode, the topic is iconic paint schemes in more in motorsports. And I have to give a shout out to Mike Gironi because he did a Instagram post a couple of weeks ago and said about, you know, he'd like to hear our opinions on, you know, iconic paint schemes in motorsports. And if we prefer vinyl or paint on race cars and just cars in general. So this one's for you, Mike, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike, thanks for the suggestion and anyone listening, if you guys have any topic topics you want to discuss or would like us to discuss, send them our way. You know, we're always looking for, ideas to talk about on the podcast. I mean, we could talk for hours, but there's always, uh, you know, good topics to talk about and things to discuss. So, um, this is going to be an exciting one. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of our, uh, you know, people interacting with us on social media, we put out a poll yesterday, uh, about this topic of whether you prefer vinyl wraps or paint jobs on your vehicle. And we actually had some, there must be some passionate people behind this, uh, with this topic, because we had a lot of, a lot of engagement, which was great to see 79% of voters said they prefer paint and 21% said they said they prefer vinyl. So before we get into, you know, some of our most iconic paint schemes and motorsports and just in general, um, 
let's just dive in and talk a little, little bit about what we prefer vinyl versus paint, some pros and cons, you know, to your vehicle. Um, you know, I think <clears throat> we talk about vinyl. I think that's become more popular over recent years, especially in the racing world, you know, where like if you're getting sponsors and if they're sponsoring your car, they'll do a vinyl wrap with all their, their logo and design, everything like that. I think typically a vinyl wrap is cheaper than getting your car fully painted. Typically it's cheaper. Um, another pro is it's easy to clean. You know, you can use, you know, Lucas oil, you know, slick mist or some quick detailer spray. And there's not, you don't have any like streaks or any, you know, dull spots like you would with a paint job. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I guess we want to kind of talk about vinyl first. Um, it is a lot easier to maintain and you don't, you don't have to worry about scratching it. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, if you, there are now that they do have gloss, um, vinyl vinyls out there that are available for your car. Um, you know, you, of course you can polish them and stuff like that, but, um, you know, it's, it's just vinyl, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like you said, Zach, it's pretty inexpensive and, um, the one thing I guess to keep in mind is, you know, it doesn't last forever though. So, I mean, I know I have like the, the clear bra, the paint protection film on the front of my truck, and that's rated for about 10 years. And over time it will start to yellow. Now that's a clear, that's a you know clear film. And we're talking a little bit more about like the, the little bit of the thicker vinyls that are mm-hmm. different colors or, or like Zach said, they have um, a logo or a brand painted on them or even a whole car wrap, which is like, you know, a really unique and cool design that an artist draws up. Um, it is going to protect your paint. Um, you don't have to worry about rock chips or someone dinging the paint. Um, it's not going to, perf- if someone, you know, backs into your car, it's not going to prevent that, of course. Um, but you also need to know how to install it. Right. And then you can't just, you got to be careful removing it too. You you want to use a heat gun. You don't want to just rip it off and, or, and rip the paint off the car. Can happen if the paint's not applied correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's your opinion on it, Zach? Like, what, what do you think? Um, I think what you said, like for in a racing applications, I mean, yeah, like teams that are sponsoring um, a drag racer, they're gonna, they're not gonna pay for a paint job, of course. They're gonna just, you know, get a local vendor to, print up their logo and you're going to have slapping on the car. It's almost like putting a magnet on the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say, like you said about knowing how to do it correctly. So yes, I definitely, you definitely need to know what you're doing or if you're going to pay someone to do it, you, they need to know what they're doing because I've seen some pretty, pretty shoddy uh, wrap jobs in my time around race, race cars. You know, I've seen some people where, the seam of where they were done with the vinyl wrap was showing on like the roof of the car. It's like, why wouldn't you, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you have the seam be all the way at the bottom, you know, at the end or where like no one can see it, you know? So just gotta be careful. Whereas obviously with paint job, you can say the same thing. And someone needs to know what they're doing, of course, but you know, having a seam in your vinyl wrap showing is pretty inexcusable if you ask me. Um, but yeah, I mean, some, you know, some uh, sponsors might have their logo painted on the side of someone's car, not the whole vehicle painted. And then you just use oven cleaner to take that logo off. It's, it, it doesn't damage the base paint on the car. But I don't know. I'm, <clears throat> I side with the the paint 
I know it's more expensive, but I would prefer paint personally over vinyl just because I think, I think it's, it's more like legit. If that makes any sense, it's actually the car. It's not like a fake wrap on top of it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it gives it to me, it gives me, it gives the car a little bit more character because it's the actual paint of the car. You see the body lines, I think like the true body lines of the vehicle, not covered with a wrap, even though you would still see the body lines. Just, I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. old fashioned when it comes out. I it's prefer like the paint the skin of the car versus having a winter jacket on top of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's the perfect analogy. So I don't know, I'm a, I'm a paint guy. I like to see the deep, you know, the, the deepness of a paint job. Um, yeah, you, I, don't, you, I can't, appreci- you, you can't replicate that with a wrap. No, I appreciate, you know, the body work that you know, the, the, the craftsmanship it takes to make a body perfectly straight and smooth and lined up. So I feel like you get, you really see that best with a paint job versus vinyl. Uh, what do you think? Do you think similar or, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, and being a perfectionist, it's, it's, it's tough, especially when you have a scratch on your car, because it is, you see it. No one else probably sees it, but you see it every single day, even when you're not around the car, you're thinking about it. So it is, it's tough, um, but it's a labor of love, right? I mean, you have, to, you learn how to properly maintain the paint properly, wash the car, um, which we talked about a little bit in our um, automotive detail in 101 episode. And it just t- requires a little bit more time and attention to detail, but I think you're spot on, Zach. You can't, they're, they're two totally different things. I mean, it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, I, I think you hit, you hit the nail around the head when you said labor of love, whereas, you know, a vinyl wrap is nice because it's less maintenance and might be a little bit more affordable, you know, but you don't quite get that connection with the car you do when you're waxing it or you're clay barring the paint, right? So, yeah, I mean, if it's something you, you know, really don't care that much about or, you know, again, you don't want to, maybe as you have a car with a really nice paint job and this and this car, it's like, uh, I'm just going to wrap it. All right. That's cool. You know, you can, you can throw your lunch bag on top of the roof and all that stuff. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it, but, um, but yeah, it's not, you can definitely, you can always tell when a car is wrapped versus a really high quality paint job. And that's the difference. I mean, that's, it's always going to be that way. Oh yeah, you're exactly right. And I think specifically when you talk about racing, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, funny cars, dragsters, even NASCAR. I think a lot of those are wraps. You know, yeah. um, it depends on really where you're, well, I guess what you're using the vehicle for. And, you know, yeah, I mean, there really is no right or wrong answer. It's really a preference. You know, I know. Yeah, I just I side with the pain of the pain side. I think it's a little bit more attractive to me. Yeah. And I mean, I think we kind of take for granted how much um, the visual aspect of cars, such as like paint, um and or and or wraps play into motorsports. We're always trying to go faster, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to improve our time or our, our ET or mile per hour. But when you think about it, there's a lot of cars out there that are really iconic and have become legendary strictly based off of or let me not say strictly based off of the looks of them, but they're iconic. Um, I guess the look of the car has become iconic and, you know, maybe you kind of think like, cause there's a lot of 
racers out there who win a lot of races and, and, you know, some people become more famous than others. And some people get a larger following than, than others. And, and sometimes you wonder, like, is it the car, <laughs> you know, that more people are attracted to, you know, because there's a lot of great drivers out there and a lot of great drivers that don't get the credit they deserve, but there's some car and I don't want to, I don't want to kind of put the driver and the car against one another. I, I, we're just talking strictly about the cars today and their skin that they, they live in. Um, there's definitely some legendary paint and or vinyl schemes um, uh, within the motorsports industry. So guess Zach, should we talk about a couple of our favorite ones? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you're, you're right on about, uh, I think a lot of times like the driver and the performance of the driver and the racing team is what shines. And then the image and the paint scheme of their vehicle then becomes iconic because of them, you know? Yeah. And on top of yeah. it, obviously they look nice in general, but I think the driver and the team like helps push it through even more than just looking nice. You know, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's kind of like, and I don't know anything about this, kind of like horse racing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know nothing about this at all. But like, the per- the guy who rides the horse, guy or girl, it's the horse that won. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's right. kind of the same way. It's like, and I'm sure we all do it. Like, you know, after you w- went around, at least I do, you know, you, you kind of say to your car, you know, nice job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, because it like, takes two. You know, you got to drive yeah, well, yeah. and then you need the car to perform. Exactly. So I think it's kind of the same thing. So Zach, let's hear your, one of your uh, top three um, iconic, you know, paint schemes or vinyl wraps. Yeah, for sure. So in going through and thinking about this, I, you know, kind of went back in my childhood because I feel like you're most impressionable when you're a child. And uh, I mean, this isn't even really a paint scheme. It's really just colors, to be honest with you, is Dale Earnhardt. Um, You look the intimidator, right? You look, you look at the colors, it's black, red, and gray. So the paint job really wasn't iconic by any means, but it was the color scheme. Because when you think of those three colors or you see a vehicle with those three colors without even thinking, you you first, you're first, if you're in motorsports and watched any bit of NASCAR, just know anything about race, any type of racing, you think Dale Earnhardt, you think oh, Intimidator, yeah. you know? So it's like, I really think not even the paint scheme or the design, it was really just that color scheme you know, he made that color scheme so iconic and it's just, it's just stuck. It's stuck with me forever. And I know it sticks with a lot of people. So yeah, yeah, we, hear, we don't usually talk about NASCAR yeah. in this podcast too much, but uh, there it is. Yeah. I mean, you hear Dale Earnhardt. What do you think of? I, I picture the top of that car with the number eight on it. Number three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Number yeah. three. Yes. Junior. Junior was eight though. It's all right. Yeah. So let's slide. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you talk about NASCAR, I mean, you can talk about Jeff Gordon too, and the whole the Dupont Rainbow and all that. That's pretty legendary too. Well, he but was twenty four. Twenty four, exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, all right. So starting off your three, who you got on yours? Um, I'm gonna go with the same concept that you did, Zach. With again, not really a unique design, so to say, but more so the colors. Um, and we're gonna really kind of switch gears and go over to formula one for this, this one with, uh, Michael Schumacher, uh, who raced for Ferrari and with the red and white, um, car, you know, and he had, you know, shell always on as a sponsor on the side of his logo or on the side of his car. 
and uh, Marlboro. I can't, I can never say that Marlboro. Oh, you had it. Marlboro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't smoke them. So I can't, I (laughs) I can't, uh, you know, since it's not, not in my vocabulary, but um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I think his, his car is just one of those ones that it's just iconic looking. I mean, it's just, when I think of formula one, that's the car that I think of. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think, I think there's a theme where it's like, you know, the driver and their performance then helps make this iconic, you know? So two legends, Dale Earnhardt and Michael Schumacher, who, by the way, I think there's a, there's a documentary on Netflix about Michael Schumacher out right now. So there you go. A little fun fact for you. That's right. What's Uh, another one you got, Zach? Yeah. So another one for me, and again, this isn't a drag racing vehicle, a drag racing vehicle either. This is, uh, again, you know, going back to my childish, uh, my roots, we're talking the grave digger, Dennis Anderson Ooh. from uh, monster jam, you know, that's an awesome. I mean, when you think of monster jam in general, at least I, the first person I think of is Dennis Anderson, grave digger, you know, the black, the purple, the green, the skulls, the graves on the side of it and everything. It's just, uh, and, and I feel like I, I feel like that was painted on too. By the way, I mean that 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 black was pretty deep, if I remember correctly. I don't think that was a wrap. Yeah, no, I know, but yeah, I it you, you're 100 right. It's not wasn't like a dull looking finish by no, any means. Not at all. Not at all. So, uh, is your next one going to bring us back to our drag racing roots, or where where are we standing with the drag the drag cars? Yeah, let's 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 get back to the uh, the quarter mile, um, and I think a lot of a lot of people know are going to know what car I'm talking about as soon as I say the name uh, Jungle Jim. But go. his um, his uh, 1977 Monza, um, and we're going to post pictures of these cars on our social media pages as well, so you can check them out and kind of go along with which ones we're talking about. But um, you know, just had was blue with the flames on the hood and of course had the supercharger sticking out um mm. halfway through the hood and the windshield and then um i guess it, you know it's essentially jungle jim on the side um with a can of beer and his hair is blowing back and then it turns into uh flames and of course has his name jungle jim on the side i mean just you know just when you see if you were to be sitting in the stands and you saw this car pull up to the line for the first time if if you're not into drag racing, you know, and you see this thing pull off, uh, that's going to get you. That should get you into drag racing if if your your heart's beating, if any you're alive. Because say, it's just a cool, just a cool looking car. Yeah, I'd say a combination of that and then Jungle Pam running, you know, lining him up yeah. as he backs up from his burnout. And the cool thing with Jungle Jim is he's actually a local guy. He was born in Montgomery County, and he passed away in uh, in Westchester. So local, local, uh, match racing legend. And, uh, every car that he raced had the same paint scheme too, the same color blue with the same lettering on the side. He also had a 72 Nova, I believe it was, and a 66 or 67 Nova. So that scheme iconic, not only just from his, like you said, the Monza and the the funny car he had. And also, I I think that kind of, that's always great to see when it's like, someone figure they come up with a brand or creative like that and they stick to it. I think mm-hmm. so many people and brands in general, whether it's companies or whatever, they're always kind of tr- trying to change their image, but 
sometimes when you get something that's good, it's good just to stick with it and embrace it. Um, I mean, we see a lot of racers that we know that have done that. And, you know, you don't always have to be changing the the paint scheme of the car because sometimes it's like, you know, what if there's someone who doesn't follow drag racing or whatever kind of racing all the time. And then they come back to a race a couple of years later and they're like, Oh, where's so-and-so it's like, Oh, that's their car. He's like, Oh, well, I didn't recognize it. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's a great point. It helps keep your image and your branding, especially in, you know, the, uh, the 21st century of social media and where you really yeah. promote yourself and, uh, you know, things along that line. Um, so my last one, and again, these aren't really in any specific order. I'm going to, I'm going back into drag racing now. Don't worry, people. <laughs> um, I kind of have two people, but the first one I want to talk about is Jerry Tolliver. <clears throat> That's right. Funny car, Jerry Tolliver from, I believe it was like 1999. When, you know, at that point in time, WWF, WWE, whatever it's called now, was like in its heyday, um, at least in our generation, where, you know, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Kane, Undertaker, everyone, you know, Triple H, all those guys were were rolling, rolling, you know, our, our Monday nights and Thursday nights or whatever. And uh, Jerry Tolliver, if anyone remembers from the WWF, sponsored them, sponsored him, had a different, he had a different paint schemes where he had Steve Austin, he had uh, The Rock, he had Kane, Undertaker, and uh, a couple others even, I think, paint paint, got paint jobs on his uh, his funny car. I remember as a you know younger kid thinking that was so cool. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. even even after you grow up, that is still so cool. I mean, that the fact that they, they did that. Yeah, I think the Undertaker one was my favorite because it was like purple and it had, I think it had his eyes, you know, on it. And it had like lightning bolts or something crazy. Like I still remember. I think I actually have the diecast in the other room. Um, and one other one is like an honorable mention is I was always a big Scott Coletta fan growing up, and I really liked his West Coast Chopper sponsored dragster that had the spider webs and the West Coast Choppers logo. So for me, that always stuck with me too. Um, yeah, just some really badass designs. You, know, I always like to find out like the backstories of any of these designs. Like you, you rare, rarely do, but you know, if you can find out like how it all came about, there's usually like a pretty cool story to go along with it. Yeah. I love to know how jungle Jim got the nickname jungle. So yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> must've been running through the jungle with a beer can or something. Maybe. Hey, that'd be cool. I'm sure the, the apes and the gorillas wanted a swig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I just got one more Zach. I'm, and I don't know how well known of a car this is. Um, like I said, we'll post a picture of it, but it's a um, me being a Buick guy. I'm kind of partial to, of course, Buick race cars, which weren't as popular as a lot of the other brands, of course. But um, this was a car that was raced by uh, Jones and uh, Bensek. Um, and it is uh, the Light Your Fire Buick Stage 2 car. Um, now, they only had back in the in 1970 uh there were only uh two stage two cars really that were um produced from the factory um that went to on to drag racing um so they actually and this team actually they won the 1972 nhra stock championship in the same type of car um but buick in 1970 they used light your fire which was a song by um the doors um 
And they use that as the theme song to uh, promote the Buick Grand Sport. And on the side of this car, it has a really, really cool light your fire decal. And then I always loved kind of go, goes into a bunch of other cars, like the cars that were in the, the you know, the more of the stock classes and uh, stock eliminated or stuff like that, where it had the big block letters on the back quarter panels and then the different sponsors, you know, whether you have like Edelbrock, AC Delco, um, you know, all, all the different brands, uh, just really cool. And I think those classic um, drag cars from the 60s and 70s that still have like where their original paint and graphics, um, they definitely, you know, stand out from the crowd for sure. And, and maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all those cars back then, they were hand painted to my knowledge for the most part. I mean, maybe some of the stuff um, was, you know, vinyl graphics, but I think a lot of it was, uh, was painted on the vehicles. I think you're right. I think, I think it was hand painted on. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of those cars still around that run, you know, like when we had Bobby on that runs super stock and stock even today. So it's yeah. pretty cool to see those old school cars and, and paint, you know, paint designs um, even in 2021. Yeah. And if there's any uh, special, you know, cars out there that we might've missed that um, maybe is one of your favorite let us know in the comments on uh, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no, absolutely. And speaking of Facebook and Instagram, which uh, with Anthony, which Anthony, you mentioned earlier um, in the episode, you can follow us at Motor Millennials on Instagram and Facebook and on our website at motormillennials.com. Check out some of our, you know, our reach, our recent uh, apparel and merch that we, we rolled out and uh, be on your toes. Cause we might be rolling out some new stuff. Uh, in the very near future. So it just makes it even that much more important to follow our social media pages. You know, at, like, as we mentioned in our last episode about the RPM Act, you know, SEMA.org to, to make your, uh, your voice heard and to sign the RPM Act. And uh, yeah, this was a great episode. And Lucci, like you said, anyone listen, let us know some of your iconic race cars and designs and let us know, do you prefer vinyl or paint? We really, we'd really like to hear it. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, you know, Subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your your podcast and leave us a rating. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So as always, keep on motoring. Hit it.